0: okay so it's just two guys talking how are you doing right yeah (sighs)
1: hey scott i'm doing great are you really doing great though you seem
0: like you've been sick
1: yeah i have i mean do people want to know about the three canker sores in my mouth right now (laughs) i don't
0: (laughs) i didn't know how detailed we wanted to be but you and i have both been sick right for weeks yeah
1: yeah, I've been sick for like one week now.
0: Do you ever get sick and it's a little more than usual and you wonder why, like what you did to deserve it?
1: Uh, I usually am f- pretty good at finding external things to blame, like coworkers that are sick and coughing for days or someone on the bus that was sitting behind me and coughed a bunch. It's, yeah, I I usually could find blame and I don't blame myself.
0: Do you carry around, um, that goo, the alcohol? No,
1: no. I think I'm going to start doing that though.
0: You know, I'm a little, I'm not like a big public pinball guy, but are those like (laughs) ubiquitous at tournaments? It seems like people would really want to use that stuff.
1: Uh, I'd say you'd think they would, but I'm guessing it's not ubiquitous. I haven't been to a tournament in about a year, um maybe the maybe the scenes changed since then and now everyone has them dangling from keychains.
0: That would be a good pinball map promotional item. Pinball map branded <laughs> uh a hand sanitizer.
1: Yeah, I bet we could go to Alibaba or whatever and get those custom made. Oh my god. <laughs> that's going to be so good.
0: I feel <laughs> like that's a that's a practical thing to have. Um I, I was at ground control a few weeks ago, and I saw that they put in dispensers, or at least I hadn't noticed them before. And I thought, uh-huh. "Wow, what an amazing uh, feature of this location!" And I, I put my hand out, hit the little switch, nothing, uh, empty,
1: uh, drained. Yeah. <laughs> well, that shows there's a demand,
0: I guess. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a positive spin. Aside from being sick, what else have you been
1: up to? Uh, There's a humongous fire right near us, so we've been inside uh, the whole weekend because we don't want to expose Hannah's little lungs to the bad smoke. So we've just been kicking back inside, playing with blocks, uh, I don't know, reading the news about the fire in Malibu, and hoping for the best. Man. So, yeah. So, I mean,
0: is there a chance the fire will reach you?
1: No, I don't think so. No, definitely not. We're, uh, we're in like two mountain ranges away from that and it would have to burn a lot of city
0: I see. to get to us. Yeah. I see. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, but it it is absolutely crazy how fast that thing spread and went all the way down to the beach. And it started at this place called Rocketdyne, which is where they used to test technology for nuclear uh, reactors. And there's been multiple partial meltdowns at it. And it's like right outside of L.A. And they just kind of kept all that stuff hush-hush at the time.
0: Really? That's where it started? Yeah,
1: in Simi Valley.
0: Yeah. And when you said Rocketdyne, it sounded like a place that would have pinball. And I thought it was (laughs) going to be like a grease fire. (laughs) (laughs) Or <laughs> <Start>. <laughs> but this is like a, a heavy industries place
1: yeah i think i i guess it'll it'll probably turn out that it was like a socal edison power line that shorted out or something like that that's my guess but it's a little worrisome about all the like if there's like nuclear fallout from bad stuff burning and i don't know
0: yeah man i got a lot of stuff i still want to get done <laughs> that suck to get taken out by a nuclear weapon triggered by a forest fire
1: i know if we got to release the app still like that would that would suck if we couldn't get that out before we die i guess <laughs> <laughs> i guess yeah it are not be cool priori- to die right after that. it comes out so what have you been up to
0: uh red dead redemption too in fact every moment of this podcast <laughs> is me filled with resent uh, <laughs> that i'm that I'm not playing it right now
1: oh. I know I'm sorry you, to say um you couldn't put your guy on autopilot and just like be mining stuff or something you can while, put him on autopilot
0: talking? when you're traveling between locations, but if you get ambushed or something along the way, you're in bad you're in you're in a bad spot. It's mm. just a really good game i I mean take this opportunity of the podcast to. To see us as human beings and not just um, pushers of code, Uh, a great game came out, and frankly, it's all I want to do. Wow! Pinball Map means nothing to me right now. I need to.
1: You committed. You committed code like two days ago. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, that's just because it was (laughs) the morning, and I'm uh, with my son. I can't play that game around him because he's four. It's a very violent game.
1: Can you fish in the game? Why couldn't you just be fishing right now?
0: Yeah, no, believe me, in my quest to play it as much as possible, I've thought about all the things I could do with Clark next to me <laughs> that, that wouldn't be totally <laughs> sketchy. Um, but it's just too random. Like, I, I'd be fishing, and then some rival gang would start shooting at me, and Clark would wonder why all of a sudden I was bleeding. Uh. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Uh, the good news about these things is, they end, right? Like I'll play the game. It'll be great. I'll beat it. And then I'll be right back to the pinball map where I, where I put my feelings into.
1: Yeah, that'll be great. I, I, I'm glad you're enjoying the game. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have a game except an app that I work on. And then I just read books in my free time. That's all I do these days.
0: You have been very busy uh with the pinball map, which is good. It's like uh you know when one of us slumbers the other one <laughs> trudge trudges on or something. I don't know. There's no <laughs> there's, there's no metaphor in there. Uh no. that, that takes that, that should lead us right into map tech.
1: Map tech Map Tech, Map Tech,
0: Map Tech.
1: Do you want me to chat first about that then? Um yeah. What have you been up to with map technology? <clears throat> All right. Well, Beth and I have been really busy with the next version of the app, and it, yeah, as we've mentioned in past episodes, it's a complete rewrite using React Native, and uh, basically, I've designed it, and and the the process of de- so it's a it's a new design. The process of designing it involved stealing design ideas, basically, from like. Other apps, that's, you know, that my philosophy was there's a lot of other apps out there that have spent millions of dollars developing their little map-based apps like Yelp and Zillow and stuff and just take the best of what they do, build ours using some of those general ideas. So I designed it all. I think it is a nice design. I think people are going to like it. It'll be very something like new users and will be really comfortable with right away and Beth has been doing right, you know, most of the programming for it. And then I just follow in her steps and, uh, apply the design and the, the styles and stuff to all the pages. And, you know, we work out kinks and things like that as we go. Um, but it's, it's moving steady. I think I'm really happy with it.
0: So you have like all the final stuff designed, like you could look at the the app, start to finish and see static pictures of what's supposed to happen
1: like can I see mock-ups of everything yeah. you're saying like yeah uh, no um, some of the pages some of the screens I just told Beth what content should be on it and then I just found it too tedious to like do like a really in-depth does like detailed design mock-up and then actually have to do the code for it. Uh, I just didn't have enough time to do that and so I know generally what these things should look like and she knows what content should be on it so she just dumps the content there's no style to it and then I kind of I don't know go with my I make it sort of like fit what the other pages look like I have a color scheme you know where I have um, our like base colors of red and blue and a couple of grays and various sh- scales on, or shades, like on a scale of for for those blues and reds, mm-hmm. um, and so, so this long answer is no, <laughs> okay.
0: but but you have an idea, um, yeah. Uh, how about how are we doing with um, interoperability with Android and iOS? I mean the whole. Uh, the whole shebang here is supposed to be right once, use at least two places. Can, yeah, can we like, do that?
1: We'll, we'll hear later in this episode, we'll hear an interview with Beth, and that was recorded a couple weeks ago, and in it she did lament that we discovered some Android issues, and that was a couple weeks ago. We've since squashed most of those. At least we actually have squashed all the ones that we saw at that time, and um, And that was just because of like defaults basically, like uh, an example would be on Android, like an input box where you add text would have a default underline on it or something like that. And I'd be like, why is this there? things like, and, and say also like the navigation below, like the little menu would have no icons. And then for Android, you'd have to specify icons, yes you know, icons true, mm. and then they'd show up. So it was various things. And, and like by default, the background of it was blue. So then you had to specify what color the background should be. And for some reason in iOS, you didn't have to say icons true or background color this. It just defaulted to like white and showing the icons. So it was just a matter of like figuring out what I had to override and how to override it because it's like default stuff that isn't explicitly telling me. So does that mean
0: that our app location code ends up looking like if Android this, if iOS that? Like how, uh, no, that?
1: I haven't done any of that yet. Uh, that is something that can be added. And I think we're going to have to add that in some spaces because right now it's like, you know, if I say back uh, icons true, that doesn't hurt anything in iOS. Like it doesn't mess anything up. Mm -hmm. It's just be, it's just more specific code. Um, I think it actually helps the code overall, uh, fixing that stuff in Android. But I think right now I've hit a wall with one Android issue that I'm hoping Beth can solve. That's based on, uh, the Z index or like the overflow where an element, um, it's, it's basically the autocomplete if you search for something like ground control um, it'll it once you type in ground in the search bar it'll autocomplete and show you all the locations that have the word ground in it but that autocomplete list is underneath the map instead of on top of the map and this is only an Android, and it's a it's like a you know it's like an order of elements issue mm-hmm or which you could sometimes overwrite with z index which is like a you know z uh x y z like the 3d uh index I don't know how to describe yeah. that and you could give something the uh, a z index of like 900 that you want to be on top of something with a z index of 100 but it's i I can't it's not working um but you're you're supposed to be able to like you know position it absolutely give it a z index of 1 million and it'll show up on top and but that might mess it up in iOS if you're positioning it absolutely so that would turn into a case where if that actually can work in the future if we could figure that out will it'll be like a if platform equals iOS then do this if platform equals Android then do that
0: Wow, sounds complicated. Uh, Yeah. You know what's not
1: complicated? What?
0: Picking up on your horse, waking up, hitting the planes, taking out bounty hunters, rescuing people, taking a train into town,
1: Mm.
0: going Mm -hmm. to a saloon, hearing you talk about (laughs) Z-indexes. It just made me want to play and play. Makes you want to just. Are there nice? Are there lots of like nice sunsets in that game? Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, I was talking to Drew, uh, graphic artist contributor to the pinball map, also a big Red Dead Redemption Two player, Uh, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how he doesn't even like to do any violence at all in that game. He just likes to ride around, picking up plants and watching the sunset, sitting by the fire. Great.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Fishing. (laughs) Sorry.
0: well, okay. If you had to put a number on it, how close are we to being done?
1: Uh, my last estimate was like somewhere between 60 and 70%. That's pretty good. Uh, I feel like that's pretty good. When I look at the issue list, there's still some stuff in there that Beth is not worried at all about. Um, and so that, I think that's great. And so who knows maybe we're even higher I think it would be it would be interesting to get Beth's take on how far how through it we are
0: I wonder if we can come up with a a milestone where we release it as beta for <laughs> people to actually use
1: Yeah I've been thinking about that I mean um,
0: you know change the focus from adding features to solidifying the ones that are there so that we can have people actually use it
1: Yeah I think i think we need to fix this android issue first uh otherwise it's kind of gimped on android um and i think maybe like two to three more screens added and then we should do that because i think the the she just she wants to add the profile page which is not really that important but it's probably not that hard either and uh I think the cool things to add would be the the nearby activity one and then that saved locations one because i think those will be really important things to test also Mm -hmm. because right now what you can do is like you know search around look up locations add and remove machines add comments and scores and stuff and i've done that like 800 times so at least i feel like it's those things are working pretty well well working for your phone right yeah well i have three phones that i do it on
0: (laughs) working for (laughs) your three phones i don't know feels like you just named out all the core features of the app and once somebody pulls out like a i don't know complicated phone and it stops working
1: yeah definitely i'm just yeah Yeah.
0: I, i have relative i i have essentially no part in this app so I'm just uh, um, armchair bothering you about it.
1: No, I mean, I definitely was, I've been thinking about that. I want to get like our admins and our Patreon supporters see if they want a beta test. I was thinking about how we, you know, we beta test on the dev server, which is all fake data. And right now it's really limited to like LA, Portland and the Bay Area. And so if we opened up, open beta to other people we'd want to have more data on there for them and does that mean we should be using live data
0: yeah okay mm-hmm. any other uh app stuff we need to talk about
1: no i don't think so i think it's i'm i'm very excited for it to get in people's hands i think it's like i think it's really great i think best been doing a great job and I think it's going to be like a, I don't know. I mean, really excited for it to get out there. Uh, I just can't wait. So, I don't know. Stay tuned, everyone. It's going to be a really cool update.
0: Yeah, stay tuned. But be patient, too. Don't yeah. be a jerk about it.
1: Yeah don't, yeah, don't be a jerk.
0: um Other pinball map goings on. You probably didn't notice, but for... Fifteen glorious minutes, like three Fridays ago, uh, <laughs> we we cut the tie with uh, third-party map services and pointed the map at our own map tile server, and everything just didn't work. <laughs> um, as we mentioned last time, we're we're spinning up our own server. Uh, we're putting it out in AWS, so we we actually do have a server running right now. You can you get free map services if you <laughs> can find that. Um, yeah. But it uh, it loaded, it launched without uh, HTTPS, and that that is a problem because our main system uh, runs on off HTTPS, which is just like secure um, HTTP protocol. I don't mm-hmm. know what uh, people are going to hate me for saying this, but I don't know who cares for, <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for the pinball map. I don't know. I guess you have your user accounts, right? And in general, people should be doing it. Uh, yeah. And
1: they're probably all reusing their passwords from other sites. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. That's a good point. I just, I'm not very good with this stuff. Um, so anyway, we launched a thing. We didn't have an SSL certificate, so it was running in unencrypted HTTP. So our site saw that and thought, oh, my goodness, like, who is this guy? I'm not going to take any data from this entity, uh, and it just didn't work. So um, all we need to do is get a certificate installed on our new server, and we're done. It works. I mean, it worked fine on our computers because we don't use certificates there. Uh, That sounds easy. It does. Somebody should do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'll be honest. Like We got a little bit more time on our third party, and, uh, you know, the open trail's been there. (laughs) (laughs) Cowboys and camping out under the stars. Uh, It's been hard. It's been hard to pick up the computer. Uh mostly because AWS, you know, as a service is amazing. Uh so many amazing cool things that you can do with it. But man, if you have any problems at all, forget it. Um hmm. like you can't Google anything. That's the only hmm. way I can be effective is if I can look stuff up, uh that someone's already had this problem. And with AWS it's just a mountain of text. Um so it's been tough. Uh and and to um Amazon's credit, we have a contact over there who's very very helpful and said, "Here's credit towards um like corporate support. We could we could probably get someone on the line over in AWS to actually help us out." Why aren't we doing that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's just like it's a confluence of all my bad personality traits. <laughs> like <laughs> coming out at it once there's like laziness there's pride there's like <laughs> <laughs> all these things happening and the net result is we don't have the new tile server but soon i'd, I'd give it a week maybe two oh really yeah cool. oh yeah And we
1: have that we have a deadline so we yeah. gotta just do it before that deadline anyway
0: we do i mean this is this should be quick and easy um so we'll get there uh and then we'll have an, our own map server and we can save money there and use the money on um Uh, beefing up the actual API and all that good stuff
1: yeah oh one thing I do want to note is the uh, your prophecy from last episode has come true where a lot of sites that use google maps like they embed a google map on their own site now have a message over their maps that say for development purposes only (laughs) yeah it's true and yeah, it there's, makes, there's makes like millions of broken maps. It makes
0: perfect sense. Like, they weren't paying attention, and now they have that thing. And most of them probably don't care, and rightfully no. so. Um, but yeah, interesting. I wonder how they're going to yeah. solve that problem.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It seems like such a hassle for everyone to get their own key. Like, you know, these are like little bowling lanes websites because i go to a lot of websites for bi- small businesses and almost all of them have that broken on it mm. bowling sites cafes probably have like some web developers set up the site years ago and who knows where that person is anymore
0: yeah someone's niece or nephew is gonna get a phone call from yeah uncle john at his bowling alley <laughs>
1: So Beth and I have been working hard on the latest update for the Pinball Map app, and Scott had a moment to catch up with her on how the app has been coming along, and uh, this is kind of a follow-up. She was interviewed in episode two, I believe, one, episode one, and uh, this is a follow-up just to see how things are going along. Take it away.
0: Hi, Beth. How are you?
2: I'm great Scott how are you?
0: Welcome back to the program. Thank you. (laughs) So where are we at with the Pinball Map app 2.0?
2: Things are good. Uh, Ryan and I have been making a lot of progress in the last month especially in the last podcast episode it came up that we're moving away from Google Maps and that's going to be a significant change that we still have to make for the phone app because we were using Google Maps there as well. So that's an upcoming challenge to, um, to deal with, but uh, we've been getting through a lot of the other screens that the app will have and, and making a lot of good progress.
0: Uh, with the website, the front end, changing over to Mapbox was relatively straightforward. Uh, you use a Mapbox library and a lot of the class names and stuff are the same. So you just kind of copy pasta some words or find and replace what's the process on the front end you have to find some react library for Mapbox or something
2: I believe so um, to be honest after knowing that we needed to switch and for a while weren't really sure which way we were going I took that as a chance to really focus on the other pieces of the app okay. so um, that's like a big ticket item that's pending but uh, at the end of the day, it probably won't actually be that hard. I, that's just another thing to, uh, to think about that we need to get done before we can really call, wrap it up.
0: Gotcha. Is this even fun for you?
2: I have <laughs> <laughs> been having a great time doing this. I love working on the pinball map. Yeah, it's been great. I feel like I've gotten to learn a lot and I'm really excited to be a part of creating an app that... Uh, once gets rolled out people will actually be using. I think that's really exciting.
0: What is the hardest part of doing this?
2: Um, I don't know if there's any one hardest thing I mean with uh, as we keep going we find new challenges and maybe the hardest part is just not knowing what the next thing is that's going to come up that we're going to have to think about Uh, the big thing recently was that we have uh, several ways of looking at the app as it is now on uh, iOS devices, but we hadn't actually looked at it on an Android device until over the weekend I talked a friend into letting me put Expo on their phone and it looks like we have a lot of, of Android concerns at this point, so that's definitely on the list of things to worry about right now.
0: Let me take you into my home kitchen for a second, Beth. Uh, I've been cooking a lot more lately because I have a growing family. And uh, I'm not very good at it, but some things that are important to me in the kitchen. Mindset while cooking. I don't want to cook angry. I know that there's no scientific reason for this. I just feel like uh, happy cook, happy meal. and
2: food is like you can tell if your food was prepared with love I think people can really tell
0: well I'm glad that you feel (laughs) that way too Um, and I also like to chop my ingredients up and throw away pieces that don't look good to me like the ends of lettuce or mushroom stems I don't like to eat those Um, so my question for you is as you are doing this development can you describe your mindset and what you're doing peripherally are you listening to music Is there a Netflix show on in the background? Take us behind the scenes (laughs) to how this is actually being developed.
2: It really depends on the day. Um, There's never any Netflix on in the background, but there's usually music. And uh, depending on if I'm in the zone, it will be something kind of mellow. If it's uh, later in the evening and I've uh, had a few beers and I'm really into it, Probably some really uh, annoying rap music that is really loud. (laughs) wow. Okay,
0: okay. Uh, You've reached the lightning round of this interview. Favorite programming language?
2: Currently JavaScript.
0: Favorite text editor plugin? Mm. Or, if you don't have one, I do not, favorite text editor?
2: Well, my favorite text editor is by far Visual Studio Code. And... uh, it's a newish plugin for me that I should have been using a long time ago, but I've been really appreciating it recently. But it's a bracket colorizer, so that I can easily see where my brackets are aligned with the uh, the code to find the missing the missing pieces of the bracket puzzle. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love that. When the other one highlights when you make yeah, one. and
2: it's a different color. Yeah, yeah
0: crucial. Uh, favorite pinball map API endpoint.
2: Oh man. <laughs> that's very specific. The, the
0: app calls out to the API. Yeah. I was thinking maybe a few are in your head. Maybe not.
2: Well, the most recent one I've been working with is confirm location details are up to date, but I don't think that at the end of the day that that's my favorite. <laughs> oh. That's my favorite because right. I like
0: when people confirm that locations are up to date. All right. Underutilized All right. feature.
2: Uh... At the end of the day, I think the coolest one is add machine to location because that's my favorite thing to use and then end up seeing what someone has done.
0: Thank you, Beth. We'll talk to you soon.
2: Later.
1: Let's uh, thank our Patreon supporters. Okay. And I have a list to thank. Thank, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Okay, next segment. Thank you. No, we forgot to do that last time. Actually, I we re- we recorded a thank you last time, and then I forgot to insert it into the episode. So this is like a a two. This this is thank yous for two months. This is everyone who is newly supporting us on patreon we already thanked 12 people last time we've got like 21 more supporters since then so here's the list thank you dean thank you tim thank you jordan who's also our one of our devops guys thank you miko thank you chris thank you abby who's also my sister (laughs) thank you mark Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Michael. And Michael is the owner of Wizards World Arcade in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So go to that place. They have like 60-something machines. Thank you, Benjamin. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, TJ. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Another Robert. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Oyvind. Thank you, Adam. And thank you, Mark. All right. A lot of Marks supporting the map right now. Yeah. A lot of Marks and a lot of Roberts. I think there's four Roberts. Huh. So if your name's Robert and you're thinking about supporting us, you know, go right ahead. We welcome you.
0: If your name's Mark, we got it. We're full up on
3: Marks. Keep your money. Yeah,
1: we got enough Marks.
3: Hello, thank you Ram and Scott for having me. This is Daniel B.O. Mahoney and this poem I'm about to relive before you. Today is called, I Plunge, My Drain, I Yearn. Darkness, Despair, I've been in here for so long, the motion-detector lights have turned off. Yet I still sit, immobile, in the black. The pings of the pop bumpers are now but pangs of painful memories. I must move. I must play one more game, or two, if I get a replay. I flush the toilet and in one fluid motion hop to my feet and yank up my pants. I slowly open the door, am temporarily blinded by flashing lights. A staff member nods at me in horror, like I'm a ghost risen again, and maybe I am. I step up to the machine like a bronze Adonis who just got his shoes shined and is wearing a cool hat. Except I'm less buff than Adonis And perhaps I don't look anything like him at all I unzip my fanny pack and pull out two crisp quarters I drop one into the coin mech, half a credit I drop the second And oh, the quarter fell through Machine didn't like that one I think darkly at what that quarter has seen in its days And why the machine would reject it But I quickly fling the quarter and those thoughts away and pull out a fresh one. I take a fighter stance. This is between you and me and me and you and you and me alone. I say it aloud, just loud enough for the guy next to me to hear. He knows I mean business. He quickly moves away, giving me my space. Good. I plunge gently, pensively to get that damn skill shot but the ball doesn't make it all the way up the trough as it drops like a reject back to the plunger i slowly twist the plunger back and forth peering closely at it and try to act like i meant to flail the plunge because i was just testing something I go to full plunge this time. Skill shot be damned. The shiny metal ball whips back and forth between the pop bumpers like a shiny ball made of metal. I give a couple practice flips in anticipation of the ball's inevitable scent. Finally, the ball breaks free of those bombastic bumpers. It's in free fall and I can see my future. It's not good. I flip wildly, but it's of no use. The ball is aiming straight for the gap. It drains. In my bonus practically nothing I didn't even get to touch the ball it's not fair I shake the machine in frustration slam tilt what the fuck fuck
0: uh lay some stats on me ryan
1: what do you,
0: <laughs> you got any stats you want to talk about
1: yeah i do and we're gonna jam through these again and uh so this was i think i pulled these stats last thursday and this is looking back 30 days and in in those 30 days we've had 980 machines added, 738 removed, which, uh, I don't know. I don't love that ratio right there. No, it's a net, it's a net plus. It is, yeah. Uh, 413 locations confirmed.
0: Is that more or, lo- or less than last time? Feels like more.
1: It's, no, it's less. It was, we had 492 last time. Ugh. Sorry, it's like the people aren't even listening to us. Like, come on, people, confirm. Uh, Seven hundred fifty-three comments. Hundred and forty-four submissions, uh, location submissions. Mhm. Oh, I should actually see what our like total stats are, which are, we've got, fifty-seven hundred and ninety locations.
0: Wait, eight- fifty-seven hundred locations.
1: Yeah, five thousand seven hundred ninety locations total.
0: Wow! Yeah, that's it's a lot. Yeah, that seems like that seems like something something. It happened. does seem like something. Yeah. something's happening something here. Something is happening. Okay.
1: And eighteen thousand four hundred nine machines. Did
0: you know that sometimes termites eat pinball machines? I didn't know that. Well, they're wood. Uh yeah, they are wood, but. I guess I don't know much about termites. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I think of them I in just houses, that they, not pinball machines. That's all. That's all I'm trying to. Say. Yeah, yeah.
1: I just know they're dust. I could, I could recognize that, or their poop, whatever that is. Poop or dust, or maybe it's <laughs> just like what they spit out. I don't know. Uh, all right, here is a quick jam through the top ten machines on location. And this squishes together all the different versions of games because you know, all the games these days have like six different versions pro, premium, le, special, whatever. So these are merged together. So,
0: uh, when you name them, I'm going to say if I like them or not. Is that all okay? right?
1: Yeah, that's since we're jamming through them, like that's all I'm going to allow you to say, okay, in fact. All right, yeah. all right and I'm going to start at number 10 and then go to one. All right, number 10, ACDC. No. Nine, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, Guardians of the Galaxy. More and more. Seven, Iron Maiden. Have not played. Six, Star Trek. No. <laughs> um, Five, Adam's Family. Yes. Four, Metallica. Don't like that band. No. <laughs> do you like the game
0: no i can't get past the band i'm sorry yeah
1: three walking dead yes two star wars yes of course of course and number one what do you think what do you think it is (sighs) i would have (laughs)
0: thought it was adam's family um fish no 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 sopranos
1: you'd think so but it's ghostbusters oh
0: i really yeah I got a complicated relationship with that game. Hmm.
1: That uh, There's 570 Ghostbusters on the map. Um, So those are the stats. I don't have any fun stats this time. Sorry, people. Like, my sense of humor just drained out. Nothing cool came to mind. You've been sick. I've been sick.
0: Uh, speaking of machines, I had a chance to sit down with... Uh, an axe, to be totally honest here, an axe machine technician. But you know what they say, once you're a technician, you're a technician for life.
1: Yeah, I've heard that.
0: His name's Elijah. He talked to me.
1: Let's listen to what he has to say. Okay, I will.
4: Who are you? Who am I? Oh. Um, forgive me if this is like a ridiculous... I don't know. I just assumed I would be introduced or something, but.
0: So I, for the listener, I send a list of canned questions ahead of time. This was not one of the questions. So you are listening to a live response to who this person is. Uh,
4: I'm I'm Elijah. I'm, I work with Scott. That's how I, that's why I'm here.
0: And you used to be a pinball technician, true or false?
4: True. For a couple of years, I ended up doing uh, mainly on the side help. I wasn't doing it full-time, um, so a couple times a week I would go out and help uh, maintain route pinball. Nights and weekends sort of thing? Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. we, both had, we both had day jobs.
0: Do you say a couple years of doing this?
4: We did that, I probably did that for two years or so off and on.
0: What is your history with pinball?
4: Um, just playing in arcades. I mean, like most people, like when I was growing up, my dad was in uh, several bowling leagues and sports leagues, and all of those places had arcade rooms, you know, and so everybody would bring their kids, and that's where all the kids would end up. And so I started playing pinball and arcade and those, and uh, about... Maybe 11 years ago or so, I met a guy who was very good at pinball, and I suddenly realized there was, like, an entire game that I wasn't actually playing.
0: Got it. And how did that uh, take you into actually being a pinball technician?
4: I already had, um, you know, radio hobby, uh, so I would kind of build build a lot of radio kits, and do a lot of um, repair on machines at home, uh, machines being you know, any number of things, fixing old TVs or old computers. Um, So when I started messing around with pinball, a few people would, you know, bring something up, and I would say, oh, well, just look at the schematic, you know? And um, so I ended up helping people do it, and that's kind of how I got dragged into it.
0: (laughs) I'll add Elijah is the one that uh, gave (laughs) me a degree of confidence in uh, adjusting a pinball machine. Because of of those schematic things,
1: there.
4: Yeah, they're a lot less frightening than they first appear.
0: Yeah, I was worried about the electricity, uh, being electrocuted. <laughs> and
4: Stuff. I have been uh, very mildly electrocuted in uh, a lot of these old bars that you would go to. These things are plugged into ungrounded outlets, and uh, you know because they have the metal rails on the side, you put your hand on there and get stuck cool like someone
0: asks to pry you off like with the bar or not, you just not, get not that some, bad but oh. you kind
4: of have that that brief like Ugh, you know
0: do you feel like being and, and should I just say pinball tech from now on and we can all know that I mean pinball technician yeah that's fine. why am I saying pinball technician I don't know <laughs> um, being a tech has it made you a better player
4: yeah I mean I think that it provided a lot of practice because some of Some of doing the tech work was actually going out and repairing things that needed repair, but a lot of times you were doing really basic adjustments and cleaning and, you know, really trivial work. Um, But if you went out and they said, you know, this switch is broken or this drop target isn't working, you ended up having to spend some time hitting it and you could do it the boring way where you leave the glass off and throw the ball at it after you repair it or you can just start a game
0: oh so you're actually playing to see that you fix it
4: yeah basically every time we went out i would start i would start a game on every machine and i'd play a ball ball and a half it made me more accurate i think that it it did help make me more accurate because i like to be stubborn about it i kind of i had fun doing it so it was more fun than just hitting targets with your finger or with the ball. Were you paid
0: by the hour or by the machine?
4: I was not paid by either. Um, (laughs) I was paid based on roughly how much money we could pull out of the machines and what could be afforded at the time. Um, This was a lot more like favor work. I mean, I did get paid, um, but it was not not formal, and it was all under the table.
0: I gotcha. So, as you were saying that, it occurred to me that when people like you are fixing machines, they're fixing machines to their specifications, right? If I show up on a Monster Bash after you've adjusted it, I'm playing your idea of what Monster Bash should be like. (laughs) That's That's a little weird, right? I mean, a little weird.
4: It is a little weird. I mean, I think that you you can often tell, um, at least, Previously in Portland, I could kind of tell who was, when I knew more techs, I could tell who was working on stuff because you'd roll up to a machine and it would be ridiculously tight tilt. And so you knew that, you know, there were a handful of people that were kind of prone to doing that. I always tried to make everything pretty fair. Um, So I wanted you to be able to move the machine a little bit, but not drag it across the floor. Yeah. Um... And in terms of of leveling, we we always took the the standard. Uh, If it had the little mini level in it, that's how we leveled it. Um, Most of the guides had a rough estimate for leveling. So so we tried to keep it pretty default. (laughs) What are the hardest and easiest ones to work on? Mm. I mean, I haven't worked on every era of game. I would say that really kind of easiest are probably the more modern Sterns. Um, because you can't really repair anything um, beyond, you know, lights and, and coils and things like that. So um, you
0: just swap in entire parts. <laughs>
4: yeah, you end up swapping in boards. You'll see things like um, entire like LED light boards that are fixtures underneath, and if something goes wrong with it, you just have to put a new one in. Um, I always thought that the WCS machines were kind of uh, a little bit hard because often I was working on games in a dark bar, uh, usually not able to get in there when they weren't open. And a lot, you know, you've worked on games, so, You've seen the, the color coding on the wires, a lot of times that is not really obvious or, it, or if it's not bright enough in there, uh, it's really easy to make a mistake.
0: Or the aging of the machine itself. Yeah, yeah. There's,
4: there's all, and there's all this UV light down there too, so near uh, light sockets and and, um, and you know basically near any lighting, general illumination or otherwise. Uh, All those wires are just completely faded out and you can't even tell which wire is which anymore. Um, So on things like WCS machines you could, and I've done this, (laughs) uh, reverse the wires on a flipper coil and and blow out the FlipTronics board. what do you
0: do there? You just have to say you're sorry to the person who owns it or what? They yell
4: at you? You say you're sorry, you install another one that you keep around for such an occasion, and then you go home and you pull all the diodes that you potentially blew out and test them. It is a repairable break. But...
0: You're famous in this town for your, um, your prowess on a bicycle. Does that mean that you're showing up and repairing machines with a bike bag full of Light bulbs. How did that work?
4: Yeah, a lot of times when I would do solo missions, I was doing that on a bike, either a basket bike or I was previously a bicycle messenger and I have a, uh, you know, what's called a long john, which is a front-loading cargo bike. And, uh, yeah, used to just throw parts in a tool bag on there and uh, get around that way. At the time I was doing this, I didn't even have a driver's license. So, yeah. Uh, I wasn't really able to drive anywhere. <laughs>
0: cool. <laughs> what are the most common issues that you end up fixing?
4: <clears throat> most common was um, lights out, blown fuses, um, especially on things like flippers, sticky sticky flippers or, like, mis- misadjusted flippers. Um, yeah, so, sometimes... Uh, trying to think of like weird, any weird stuff that happens. On, on some of those older games, um, the the connectors on the main boards, those little plastic Molex connectors that you have, those things can get very grimy over the years and eventually they get very hot. And so when you're dealing with um, the high voltage lines, those things will just catch fire. And I have gone to places where Uh, somebody says oh there's no general illumination anymore and you open the back you know you remove the back glass and look in there and and there's literally a a hole in the main board where where all the general illumination has completely burned out Uh, presumably there was smoke but they never turned the game off or anything I wasn't there when it happened but yeah, commonly just you know it's switch adjustments.
0: Have you run into total losses when you were doing this? Like just a machine that
4: you just said we gotta wheel this out of here. Um, we took machines out for major repairs. Never anything total. Uh, the the biggest deal were were major MPU board failures, um, and maybe we didn't have a replacement board. But you're talking, you know multiple connectors having burned out or just a problem that I wasn't able to diagnose in location. Uh, I guess the next closest thing was I've broken the playfield glass on a machine well, that how I was how'd that. <laughs> happen? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well these things are pretty sens- sensitive and so I always had a I was always very anal about removing it, setting it on my toes and then kind of like walking it to a spot and like very gently putting it down and um, this time I avoided that and I was I pulled the glass out and I I I put it down as softly as possible on a tile floor and I have no idea what happened it just it, it just literally exploded in my hands and the this was at Voodoo 2 and there was a Massive line of people, and it just sounded like a gunshot. Yes. And I was standing—I remember just standing there with two fistfuls of safety glass, and <laughs> like the entire place was staring at us.
0: Wow, <laughs> they like drunkenly applaud, or
4: no? It was—it was—it uh, was pretty early in the day on a oh, weekend, okay. so it was mostly like a family crowd. <laughs>
0: Do you have any other horror stories for us like this? Like a rat is in the machine or, like, <laughs> somebody throws up in there while you're fixing it? or?
4: I mean, I don't have any, like, major horror stories. You definitely saw, you know, when you would buy old machines, you'd see, uh, you know, rat shit and stuff like that in there. Um, really, honestly, Video 2 was the worst place um, because you would go there and they're frying donuts the whole time you're in there, and sometimes you were in there for hours, and uh, you would leave and your clothes were like oily and your hair and your face and your skin would be oily, and you stunk like donut and you just couldn't get it off, and uh, the other thing there was all... uh, The big cleanup issue there was every flipper button was caked with sugar. Yeah. <laughs> and Rump. there was always, you could tell that people would set their donuts down on the glass. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so so you would have, you know, streaks and um, sugar all over the glass. Um, yeah, I don't miss working at Voodoo on those things.
0: <laughs> Do you think that the split of money is fair? Like, I don't know if it's 50 50, 60 40. Does it seem like. It's possible to be an operator and
4: attack and actually make out I don't I don't know but we were doing 50/50 and in my estimation that was not enough money to maintain the machines um, when you had a location that was open all night and there's all these people you know it's a main attraction people, go there for the pinball they pay for drinks and they go play these pinball machines all night they take a lot of abuse and over time it just costs money to replace bulbs to replace rubbers to do basic maintenance and you're trying to pay yourself yeah Uh, so i found that it was not adequate now the caveat being that while i'm not going to name names i when i came in and started helping we didn't we had lost a very major location. And um, with that location in place, it was actually a a fairly profitable venture. Um, So I think it's really critical where you have, and maybe you're kind of like stockpile of machines. You know, if if you have a bunch of that stuff and you're not having to invest heavily in it and you can rotate machines out, uh, it's a little easier, but... To be honest, giving 50% of all ball profits to a bar is insane to me, because you're already bringing people there to, to drink drinks.
0: Yeah, good point. I what mean, are you I, paying for? The space? Yeah, I guess. Which, what else were they going to put there? Exactly. And okay. it becomes
4: a, such a big draw for a lot of these places that it, it's always been a little bit confusing to me. But this is only personal experience, and I'm, I, don't know, <clears throat> I don't know what other people charge. I
0: wonder if we just invented a new business model (laughs) where places like you put
4: machines in and you get to keep all the profit. Well, that would be great. Huh? (laughs) If nothing else, understanding that you need to both pay a tech, whether that's one or two people or whatever, and, and maintain the machine should be coming out before the profit split.
0: Yeah. Fair.
4: Yeah, good point. And we, we were, we were doing that all post-profit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> wow. I'm going to think about that. Maybe there's data on the pinball map that we could get out that kind of shows just by virtue of having a machine before and after yeah. price changes. Probably we didn't invent this, but <laughs> I'm excited about the idea.
4: No, but you can look at the database of places with machines and just see the sheer volume of them that are bars. Yeah. and you know that people are going there I mean look at the comments on the machines you can tell people are using it and at least in my experience if I'm commenting on a machine I'm going to that place because I want to play the machine I'm not going there to just to drink a beer I'm going there to play the games yeah. okay we've now reached the lightning round
0: <laughs> lightning round ever fix a Simpsons garage? no Favorite PDX location to work at?
4: Um, this isn't very lightning, I apologize. Um,
0: He's stroking his beard <laughs> thoughtfully.
4: <laughs> uh, C-bar. Z bar Yeah. Most useful tech tool? Uh, multimeter. Multimeter. Yeah.
0: Favorite PDX location to play at?
4: Oh, uh, high score. High score. Yeah. Okay.
0: Thanks, Elijah. Yeah. Appreciate your time.
4: Yeah, no problem.
1: I don't know. I can't think of any comments about the interview. All right.
0: It was fun. Yeah. You know, um, we did it at ground control. Uh, hoping for some good ambient noise. And there was some, but uh, the owner of Ground Control was like two feet away from us the whole time. Uh, <laughs> it was like, he was doing something, in a, like fixing the computers or something. And I just mm-hmm. kind of kept, I kept one eye on him. I was like, I mean, this is
1: fine, right? He would have been <laughs> cool with that. Yeah, he's he, he wants a cut of any profits we make on that recording. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good, good uh, interview. I liked. I I used to play at Voodoo too back when he was fixing those machines, and yeah, they would get pretty gross because people would just like, have really donut fingers and play. We used to just camp out on those machines for hours though, and we'd we'd keep them free of donut fingers basically.
0: So did you walk out of there smelling like a donut then?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. we kind of, like, s- sort of stopped playing there as much. I used to go there with uh, Sauce and or Danny B, and, yeah, we'd just stink.
0: Would you guys, how many donuts would you eat in a session at Voodoo Donuts Pinball?
1: Um, uh, I'd say, like, four. Four donuts? Yeah, you'd just, like, start out with a donut, and then... Oftentimes, people would give you a donut. I can't remember why. Oh, yeah, one time we witnessed a wedding there. Like, a wedding showed up all of a sudden. We were the witnesses for it, so we got a donut for that. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, we'd take a little break, grab a donut. So, yeah, I mean, four over, like, two to three hours.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I could easily eat four donuts. It just sounds so decadent, you know? (laughs) Maybe I'm just... Yeah, I'm just getting older.
1: Yeah, I think we're just older. I feel like back then it just was like nothing. Yeah, I'll eat four donuts, no problem.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. How about some tips and tactics? Hit me up with some tips and tactics.
1: All right, here's, here's the tips and tactic for this episode. This is a really basic one, but sometimes we get questions about this. People say, this location no longer has machines. Can you remove it? Or this place, this place is closed, and uh, the answer is like you don't need to tell us that. The all you need to do is just remove the machines from the location, and so it's just a location with zero machines, and our little pinball map bots will clean up and remove that place uh, in short time, really quickly. So. Just remove the machines, and then it'll get taken care of. That's it easy, easy, peasy. you know it's just one of those things that some people you know it's maybe not a hundred percent intuitive uh you know, and I always just tell them that what I just told everyone and uh then they know, but now now I could this is more bang for the buck now I'm telling thousands of people, millions of people, I don't know how many listeners <laughs> millions we have.
0: of people, yeah, yeah, all right, well. Uh I guess that's another episode of this podcast. How do you feel about it? How do you think it went, Ryan?
1: I think this episode went pretty well. like uh, we didn't get any feedback about our last one, which I thought was the best episode yet. uh And I'm hoping this episode tops that last one. and if you think so, leave a comment in the in the comment comment box leave it in the comment box
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh i'll I'll admit i'm distracted i felt a little distracted this time um i gotta get this game over with i gotta get back do you do you actually want it to be
1: over with though yes
0: it's one of those things give me a moment here I, i don't I play video games. I don't play a ton of video games, but there's certain games I will play. But one game I've never played was World of Warcraft, and the reason I've never played it is because I knew if it didn't have an ending, I would just play forever, Mm -hmm. and it would just take all my time. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I like, throw myself into these things. So, yeah, I kind of do want it to be over because I got stuff to do, and I can't do it until it's done.
1: Yeah, I I can understand that. I mean, I, I played EverQuest for... I think a year and a half pretty intensely when I in my f- senior year of high school, first year of college maybe, and mm-hmm. it takes over and I spent a lot of time just sitting there fishing. Like, you know, I kept getting it, talking about fishing in Red Dead, but I just needed to like be in the game even when I had nothing to do. Or like <laughs> none of my friends were online so I couldn't go like fight with them, so I just sit there and fish and like listen to the chat nice <laughs> that's great I,
0: i've never heard that story before that's great
1: yeah it's a big it was a I, time suck well
0: all right well i i kind of want to end on that <laughs> note i want to picture you fishing in everquest with my little and we'll see where we're at next month with my
1: little gnome what was his name again uh her name shirako oh shiraco mind mender micro bender she was a cleric micro okay okay
0: shiraco micro mender i'll talk to you soon i promise i will uh be more productive very soon all right
1: no problem enjoy the game
0: see ya thanks see ya bye